United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects Hi! Hi! So, we have a very special episode today, and by special, I mean, um, subpar, because Noelle <laughs> is out of town with Typhoid Taylor, assisting with a move, so I have elicited the assistance of my fiancé. Don't say that anymore. Oliver. Don't uh-huh. say that. So, Oliver, this is your real introduction to the podcast. I know that you've done a Patreon before with Ty, and you guys did a terrible job. So hopefully you don't mess it up this time around. I'll do my best. I know I'm just going to be like a boring old tired man who's like, oh, it's almost 8 o'clock. It's bedtime. You, that's literally what you already said right before we started to record. Um, so you know what? Let's jump into it. Maybe I can get you into bed on time on this yeah, school day. Don't worry about it. I'll be okay. <laughs> okay, Oliver. Yes, I ma'am. know you're not really on TikTok, so viral videos um, can kind of get past you a little bit. So I kind of want to fill you in on what is going viral right now. Okay. There is a video making the rounds of an 18-year-old recent high school graduate named Cameron Robbins, who is shown briefly swimming in dark waters next to his cruise ship called the Blackbeard's Revenge. Cameron was enjoying a graduation trip in the beautiful Bahamas alongside his friends. And it was on May 24th when a daring moment presented itself as one of his companions challenged him to take a leap into the inviting waters. Rising to the occasion, Cameron embraced the challenge, not knowing that it would mark the final time he would be seen alive. In the haunting video, um, you see Cameron swimming. Uh, It is very dark. Um, You hear people on the boat urging Cameron to swim towards the lifesaver that they'd thrown into the water for him, but he instead swims in the opposite direction. One person on the boat can be heard saying, bye-bye, and the video then ends, leaving viewers in a state of profound uncertainty. Since Cameron jumped into the waters around 9.40 p.m., search efforts were already off to a pretty dim start. Jonathan Chia, representative for Pirate's Revenge, the parent company of Blackbeard's Revenge, emphasized that the crew did follow all approved safety procedures and company policies to maximize the chances of retrieving an individual who had gone overboard. Unfortunately, though, this protocol didn't seem to be as prompt as you may hope it to, since the Coast Guard wasn't actually called in to help with the search until 11.30 p.m. Over the course of several days, both the Coast Guard and the Royal Bahamas Defense Force conducted extensive searches in the vicinity where Robbins disappeared. They utilized air crews and employed various search patterns to cover the area and surrounding waters. Ultimately, they searched more than 325 square miles until they eventually called off the search on May 27th. While this may seem like an open and shut case of a teenage dare gone wrong, I mean, you and I are from the jackass era. Um, where lots of people died doing crazy stunts. Um, What has TikTok so interested in this is the fact that many claim you can actually see a shark in the very brief reel that is currently making the rounds. 
which could explain why Cameron suddenly swam away from the life-saving buoy that the cruise passengers had thrown to him. Um, and I have a TikTok screen recording that I posted where yeah. it shows a sh- regular shark attack, how they kind of like move their body. And then it shows a very slowed down clip of Cameron. Um, I want to talk about this teenager who has a cruise ship. No, no, no. He was on a cruise. It wasn't oh. his cruise. I thought you said like he owned a, it, it was on his ship that he owned. And I'm like, why is this? person have a cruise ship named blackbeard's revenge that was so confusing oh, maybe i should no. listen better you should but that's all right um no he was on a cruise in the bahamas with friends celebrating the fact that they had recently graduated high school senior trip sick um and now he's dead oliver so not that sick <laughs> well senior trips are sick dying's not chill right i'm trying it's- to watch this tiktok and bears attacking me yeah, I can hear so him barking, but you're just kind of. That's why I was muted it. the whole time you were yeah. telling me about this. So I wasn't responding because he's just biting me. Yeah, I believe it or not, we are in the same house. So I yes. am aware that he is barking when he barks at you because we are just one room away from each other. Um, but you know what? Stop. You're <laughs> you gotta just you gotta just do the Lord's work right now and just take it because there is so much more to cover. Um, Unfortunately, there are no leads on exactly where Cameron is, and while it is likely that he has perished, the ultimate cause of his demise is yet to be seen. And considering the search is officially over, we may never know what became of him. And while we may never know what happened to Cameron, we're going to take a look at some gruesome and infamous shark attacks that have happened in history. Fatal shark attacks are statistically rare with an average frequency of about one for every two years in the United States. Um, Nevertheless, throughout history, humans have faced the risk of shark attacks while venturing into their habitats, being wading, swimming, or diving. And statistically, most attacks happen in only four feet of water, but there are cases of open ocean encounters. And I will preface this while saying that while the USS Indianapolis is probably the most famous event, Last podcast on the left recently covered this in full. And since we have a pretty significant audience overlap, we're actually going to skip that one but for I, now. Then you need to give me the rundown because I've never heard of this in my life. What is this USS I'm Indianapolis? So mad at you <laughs> because they made a movie about it starring my first love, Nicolas Cage. Um, but essentially, it is a ship that went down. It was like a Navy uh heavy cruiser okay let's see how many went down it let's see here. what nick cage movie is this it's called the uss indianapolis i guess i didn't see that one all right so they so the ship sank and they floated on debris for five days in the water and out of the 1196 crew only 317 survived and a pretty hefty chunk of them were eaten by sharks. And the shark attacks in that were pretty, um, it wasn't like the ominous, like, strange things that we're going to kind of cover. I mean, a, a shark attack is a shark attack. It was just a feeding frenzy of a thousand people. Basically, like, there would be dudes, like, on the sides of the debris, like, looking at their friends. And they would just be like, oh, they're eating me, man. And they were just being, like, 
chewed on. Like, yeah, some did get dragged on, but like, well, they were so dehydrated and so delirious. They would, you know what I mean? Like at that point, five rock do I live under that? I've never even heard of this. Like literally any rock, Oliver, you hear of nothing ever. Um, (laughs) And it's so surprising to me. Wait, I want to stop real quick. Would you go swimming with sharks? Yes, I would. I don't really have a know, sharks. I know your father is frightened of them immensely. Oh, that's like his primary fear, yeah. And it's like, yeah. you're, you're not close to sharks at all. Um, would you go actually, in a cage or would you go free swimming? I would be okay with either. I am not bothered by sharks. I'm not scared of sharks. Um, I feel like I would rather be attacked by a shark and die that way than go down in an airplane. Good to know. So... Isn't it? Um, actually, my uncle, my uncle went swimming with sharks, but he didn't know he was swimming with sharks. And they were just like, they were like non-predator sharks, but they threw food into the water. And he had such a fit that they had him get out of the water on this cruise. And he had to like apologize to the children because it was like a swim a shark for babies. And he flipped out like in an <laughs> ungodly way. So, um, oh, I love that. Yeah, and having met my uncle, like you know how funny yeah. that is. Because I know exactly like, his mannerisms like, of what he did. Yeah, he doesn't do anything quietly, so I wish I could well, have been there. He's like cool as a cucumber until until he's, it's, it's time party to not time. be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So previously, the me. earliest documented record of a shark attack dated back to 1749. But in 2016, it was actually changed um, to be much earlier from a University of Oxford study where they uncovered some pretty astounding bones. Archaeology student J. Alyssa White, who was involved in the study, shared insights on the significance of that discovery during an interview with As It Happens host Carol Off. White was visiting Kyoto University when she came across some bones at a burial ground. The 3,000-year-old skeleton, known only as number 24, displayed distinctive gashes and puncture wounds that were strongly suspected to be the result of shark attacks. Remarkably, the remains showed a staggering total of approximately 790 recorded injuries to the bones. These injuries included deep incised cuts, punctures, gouges, and fractures. The positioning and scattered nature of the wounds indicated that the victim was 100% alive during the entire attack. Yeah, they got attacked 790 times by a shark, survived during the attack, and died. I got to assume the injuries on the bones are like teeth marks or something, but that's a lot of shark bites. Oh, they got how many teeth do a shark have? Uh, I don't know. Let's Google. I guess it depends on the shark. Who am I kidding? They're going to have different numbers. Do a shark have? We should probably say does a shark have 3,000 teeth in its mouth. It's the first thing of Google. So Google, I don't know that. So not that much if they only got 790. So it was I like mean, just a nibble. I think 3000 is because their teeth are always falling out and growing back in. So yeah. they have like 3000 in their head. Yeah. At one time. Yes. But how many are in a bite? Ow. Speaking of fuck that hurt puff bear. What's your name? You got to just I- not respond. It's incredibly distracting for you to just be whipping around. You got to just let him chew on you. It hurts. Um, I don't. I don't. It, that's you got to. This is show business, baby. You got to just get chewed on. <laughs> the show must go on. 
Um, and researchers explored various theories to determine the cause of attack. Um, they didn't think it was a shark at first. So they did rule out metal weapons due to the abundance of the lesions. And they also considered maybe terrestrial carnivores. Um, but then they finally turned to the ocean and realized that all of the wounds on this poor guy resembled what we would generally see from a tiger shark. Additionally, though, after a thorough investigation, experts from the University of Oxford actually uncovered a photo of the original burial, which revealed bite marks on um, number 24's wrists and hips. Notably, his right arm and left hand were missing, while his left leg was found buried on top of him, completely detached from his body. And the concentration of attacks on the lower body indicated that the attack originated from below. The injuries on the hands suggest that number 24 did attempt to defend himself, which led to the loss of his limbs. Um, and the remains painted a vivid picture of the severe trauma that this individual endured during their final moments. Now let's flash forward in time to New Jersey, home of podcast mascot Snooky and the note, the infamous note. Back in 1916, folks were trying to beat the heat by taking a dip in the ocean. They knew sharks were out there, but nobody really thought they'd go after humans. I mean, those sharp teeth were meant for small prey, right? That's what they thought at the time. Um, but everything changed really quick when a string of shark attacks rocked the New Jersey shore over the span of 12 crazy days. And this would be the prequel to Adam Sandler's movie, 12 Crazy Days. Eight crazy Eight, cra eight crazy, crazy nights? nights. Fuck! I had that. Hanukkah, I thought of. I was thinking of like eight crazy nights, but I was like, I'm not going to make an Adam Sandler reference. I got but you. Yeah. Um, and I also did it super wrong. You know, like I said, this showbiz. I just got to be wrong, and I got to do it live. I'll call um, you out. Fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> In the span of less than two weeks, five individuals fell victim to the relentless predators, and only one survived. I wonder if this is why everyone is terrified of shark attacks and they yes. think that they're like so common. It 100% is. Um, oh, it all okay. starts. It is. It actually is. Yeah. This is the, this is where it goes down in history where like public opinion changed and we're going to get into it. So it all started when Charles Vincent, a 25 year old who went for a swim in beach Haven, New Jersey um, was fell victim to the shark. So, out of nowhere, something grabbed his leg and took a huge chunk of flesh with it. It was brutal, and poor Charles did not make it. He has succumbed to his injuries and passed away soon after the attack occurred. I mean, like, within hours. Um, and the whole thing actually had people scratching their heads at the time because they did not know what actually got him to do that sort of damage. Um some people even thought that he had been bitten by a sea turtle because they're some crazy huge. cryptid or something. Well, sea, sea turtles bite people and people have been bitten by sea turtles in the past. Um, so at first really? they were like, yeah, and at first they were like, this must've just been like a freaking snapping turtle attack. Um, so because of kind of like the uncertainty of what happened to Charles, people thought that it was just like one of those really rare occurrences they said it was an isolated event, and they just kept going to the beach as usual. But it was only five days later, and about 45 miles north of Beach Haven in Spring Lake, that what they believed to be the same shark struck again. So on July 12th, 11-year-old Lester accompanied his father to work, which was pretty customary. 
And although Lester had an epilepsy condition, he was allowed to join his friends after lunch to go swimming. And this was a pretty common thing for Lester and his friends. And they were really unconcerned about any potential dangers lurking in Matawan Creek. And Lester's friend, Allie O'Hara, was actually the first one to feel something brush against his leg. And initially, there was really no cause for alarm. But suddenly, a large dorsal fin emerged from the water. Panic set in as the boys screamed, and suddenly Lester disappeared from sight. Hastily, the boys ran back into town, and they raised the alarm and said that something was going on and that Lester had been dragged under the water. And three men did quickly race to the creek's edge, and they were scanning the surface in search of Lester. And at this time, that still, people were not believing that it could have even been a shark. They thought that it was just a very tragic drowning where maybe Lester had an epileptic fit and went under the water. Um, but unfortunately that was obviously ruled out when two days later, Lester Stillwell's lifeless body was recovered when it surfaced approximately 150 yards downstream and he had been partially eaten. Um, and the wounds were caused while he was alive. So it wasn't like Marine predators got him after he had quote unquote drowned. I know um, I shouldn't like be chuckling, but as you're telling me about these shark attacks, all I can think about is Ace Ventura when he gets like, oh, attacked tank. by the shark. And then the and then he pretends to go poop. You're like telling me these horrible things about people <laughs> dying, and I'm just chuckling in my head like <laughs> Jim Carrey. What a guy. Yeah. Um I saw a thing the other day that said he's like on par with Tom Hanks as being like unhated in Hollywood, which I find surprising because I thought people hated him. But I'm Don't like, get me started on Tom Hanks. He's my guy. Um, Makes me cry every oh time. Forrest Gump. Best movie ever. So the incident while it was happening to Lester, the supposed drowning, had caught the attention of a carpenter named Arthur Smith who hastily arrived at the scene. Um, he wasn't sure what was going on. Initially, people thought that Lester was drowning. But regardless, uh, Arthur, with courage in his heart, plunged into the creek and was determined to find the lost child. However, he was immediately struck by an unseen force. And blood trickled from his leg as he swam back to shore. And surprisingly, the shark had claimed its second victim of the day. Um, remarkably, Arthur Smith did survive the encounter, but he did have about a dozen stitches to mend his wounds. Wait a second. Time out. Do they think that this was like one pissed off man-eating shark doing all this shit? They didn't know at this... the time. At that time, not yet. But is that what we're getting to? Mm -hmm. I hope so. Yeah, it's like a pillowmook scenario where it's just a pissed <laughs> off fish. It's like just, killing it's people. literally just jaws. Yeah. Oh God, this is awesome. Um, Sorry for amid... <laughs> So amid the desperate search for young Lester Stillwell, um, and after, you know, like a lot of stuff's happening. I know we're covering a lot, but we're still just on Lester, the boy with epilepsy in the creek. Um, so while they're searching for him, a local shopkeeper named Stanley Fisher courageously joined the underwater efforts. And even after witnessing Arthur Smith being pulled onto the creek bank, Stanley remained determined and continued diving into the water. Um, Stanley did spot Lester's lifeless body on the creek floor, 
Um, and he did try to um, bring him to the surface, but before he could free Lester from whatever had a hold on him, um, something struck Stanley's thigh. And responding swiftly, others what? in the search party rushed to Stanley's aid, relentlessly beating the shark um, away from him with, like while they were on their boats. But the damage, unfortunately, was already done. Stanley had suffered a severe and extensive laceration on his right thigh, stretching to his hip to, from his hip to his knee. Ten pounds of his flesh had been ripped away and left his leg in a ghastly and bloody state. The attending physician at the scene held little hope for Stanley's survival during the arduous journey, arduous journey to the nearest hospital, which was about 20 miles away. Um, and despite the transportation and subsequent uh, op operation, Stanley died from his injuries in the operating room. And his last words were, I did my duty. Hell yeah, Stanley. You're a so, goddamn hero. Three in one go. It sounds Little like boy, the guy. He was, the shark was actively destroying Lester as Stanley comes to get him. And the shark's like, stop fucking with my dinner. So Lester and goes then, underwater. Yeah. Arthur jumps in to save him, gets bit by the shark, gets pulled to shore. Stanley sees Arthur get bit by something, dives in, sees Lester's body, tries to grab it, engages in a very brief tug of war, and then he gets got. All this of this. Can you believe that? The, That's yeah. scarier than Jaws. <laughs> it doesn't even end there. That same day, the exact same day, 14-year-old Joseph Dunn and his brother Michael embarked on a day trip to New Jersey from New York City, taking a this train to their destination. This is just a reason not to go to New Jersey. No, it's a reason to, well, don't, okay, you're relatively new here, but like, we got to protect New Jersey, okay? Oh, we, why? What's New Jersey? Oh, Snooky. Snooky. And the note. Well, the note technically took place in Florida, but it's encompassing love. It's from New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. From New Jersey so with you. love. Yes. Okay. So, I read that one. Um, and they wanted to just simply go for a swim in Madawan Creek. And that seemed like the best spot for them. So um, Thomas Cottrell, who was a retired boat captain, was on the nearby docks when he noticed a dark form moving through the tide towards the boys. Now, Thomas was a seasoned uh, sea captain. He had actually been retired, but he still hung out at the docks for recreational purposes with sailing. Um, and he did not worry about sharks coming inland, but he had been at Lester's attack earlier that day. So he was not taking any chances. He screamed at the boys to get out of the water, but it was way too late. Um, Joseph waded into the water when something suddenly seized his leg, forcefully pulling him back into the creek. Acting swiftly, Michael dove into the water and desperately attempted to rescue his brother from the predator's grip. Um, a rescue party quickly came. They heard the screams and they transported Joseph um, to New Brunswick, where he would spend the next 59 days Jeez undergoing recovery at the hospital. He was the only kid to actually survive any of these types of attacks. Um, and this shocking series of attacks left the community in an utter state of disbelief. 
prompting them to take immediate action in order to apprehend the apex predator that had infiltrated their unsuspecting town. A mob armed with (laughs) shotguns, harpoons, rakes, spears, clubs, axes, and even dynamite descended upon the area. And the people of the town would not quit until they captured just, the man eater that had been terrifying <laughs> them for the past two years. You just see a bunch of like South Park, they took our jobs, like dudes going down to just swing on a fucking shark with a baseball bat. Like, with a rake. Who yeah. brings a rake to a shark fight? Or it's like in the more recent Halloween movies when the town's like, we're going to get him, and they try to mob Michael Myers. And then he just kills them all. I know. And it's like, it's dude, like, what are you doing with the bat in a pitchfork? I also feel like I shark attacks, like that's scary, but it's also belly of the beast. Like if you get in the ocean, you get eaten by a shark. You just rolled, you just rolled the lower end of the dice that day. You rolled a natural one, <clears throat> you know, like the dungeon I just, master. I really like the logic you. of a bat taking a bat to a shark fight. I'm I'm never gonna get over a rake. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I think rake is like pitchfork. No, I think a rake like someone was like, like raking leaves, leaves and they saw the mob coming and then they just picked it up and joined in. Maybe anyway. they sharpened the other side as to turn it into like, a harpoon. Yeah, that, that was a spear. They you're had just gonna spear. with a rake. You're just gonna like tickle the shark's belly, and he's gonna be like. Do you know what's cute is when I had that pig that I fostered, we would scratch its back with a rake and she loved it. And then our dog, yeah, our dog at the time saw that. And then we would scratch his back with the rake. Was Zach, was that Zach? Zach, yeah. Big old fat. If he was a shark, he'd be a whale shark because he was huge. Me too. Um, (laughs) I'd be a blue whale. I would be a blue whale. (laughs) Favorite animal. Um, I would want to be a narwhal because I want to be the unicorn of the okay. ocean. Blue whales just relax. That's all they do all day long and just open their mouth. You have mouth. not relaxed a day in your life. That's why I want to be a blue whale. Okay. Well, I need to experience to relaxation. All right. Well, maybe just get super fat and then we'll get a huge hot tub and then you can just float and be like, whatever. it's like time to feed you. And I'll just come out and pour krill into your beard. You've seen me at like- the lake <laughs> when I just go out and float for like 20 minutes by myself, like a manatee. Cause That's I remember perfect. your dad was like, how do you just float for that long? And I'm like, I'm just buoyant, I feel man. my blubber with air, man. <laughs> I'm just Try buoyant. <laughs> anyway. You float yeah. when you're drunk. That's a, that's a rule. Um, anyway, Thomas Cottrell, this was the one who yelled at the boys like, to get out of the water, ultimately came through for the town yet again when he claimed to have captured a massive bull shark weighing 230 pounds and measuring seven feet in length at the mouth of Matawan Creek. I don't know enough about bull sharks, but that seems like a small shark. Maybe there's That's a picture me. of it in the notes. If you want maybe to look bull down sharks a are bit. small, but like a great white is like, a Oh tongue. no, no, no. Yeah. Seven feet in length is tiny. Cause we're going to talk about a 20 footer here a little bit. 20 footers. Yeah. So exploiting the sensational nature of the event, Thomas even sold tickets for the public to view the notorious man-eater of Matawan Creek. Um, and I just find that so funny that he, they didn't even know. By the way, this probably wasn't the shark because we're going to go into what the shark, the 
probable shark. Um, so I don't Thomas, even think that's a bull shark. <laughs> so Thomas wasn't the only one who caught a shark, which was believed to have been the culprit of the attacks. This one was super interesting because everywhere that I found said that some fishermen took down the shark in self-defense, but they were in a boat and nothing said that the shark attacked them. So I think they just accidentally caught a shark and then tried to like spin it because people don't like it when we murder animals. Um, but they said it was taken out in self-defense. So chew on that however you'd like. But anyway, another group of fishermen took down a shark in self-defense, which scientists ultimately confirmed to be a great white. Rumors eventually spread that when they cut the shark open to examine the contents of its stomach, they recovered 15 pounds of partially digested human flesh. That's metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this we should make an album about this. Whoever's in a metal band needs to jump on this story. Uh, it could be Hemwick. great. Reach out to yeah. Hemwick. They don't sing, though. so You don't need we'll to sing. Sharks don't For sing. a concept album? <laughs> they can, no, they just got to invoke feeling. I guess so. I'll sing for him, damn it. I mean, um, you do have the voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> the series of attacks had a profound and lasting impact on the perception of sharks, transforming them from being seen as mere fish of the sea to being viewed with fear and caution. And we have been fighting that stereotype ever since. So despite the efforts of scientists to educate the public and debunk negative stereotypes, the sense of wariness and caution towards sharks has become deeply ingrained in our collective consciousness. This is where we get the mentality of Jaws. My internet just dropped out or something, and I have no idea what you just said for the last 20 seconds. That's fine. Lastly, we are going to cover the gruesome and horrifying death of Shirley Ann Durden, which marks one of the few instances where the person attacked was actually eaten. On a tragic Sunday afternoon of March 3rd, 1985, in Port Lincoln, South Australia, this heart-wrenching incident unfolded. Shirley Ann was a 33-year-old housewife and mother of four, had set out on a day full of sun and swimming with her husband and children. Shirley, her husband Barry, and their diving companion Keith Coventry had been engaged in scallop diving and were making their way back to the beach to rejoin their friends and their children who were playing in the sand. Barry, who had gotten back to the shore faster than his wife, was standing on a submerged rock nearby when Shirley suddenly cried out in distress. Startled, Coventry turned around and witnessed a horrifying sight. Shirley was being lifted above the water, accompanied by a massive fin breaking the surface. Thrashing ensued, and the water quickly turned dark red, signaling the tragic turn of events. Oh, no. Understanding the gravity of the situation and fearing for Barry's safety, Coventry struggled to hold him back from swimming towards his wife. It quickly became evident that even if the man did manage to get to Shirley, survival for her was impossible. The initial bite from the shark had resulted in the removal of both of Shirley's legs. One bite, one bite. cut in half. Uh-huh. And it doesn't end there. Hearing the terrified screams of Shirley's family, boats rushed to the scene, but the relentless predator continued its surprising assault. Shirley, literally bitten in half, floated in the water as the boats attempted to retrieve her. Instead, the shark quickly came for Shirley once again this time removing her head and arm in the process. Jesus. That's not all. 
It circled back for a third and final time and took the last of Shirley's body down into the depths of the water where she would never be seen again. To this day, the only thing that was ever recovered of Shirley's was one single fin that she had been wearing on her foot. So not even any part of her, just her footwear. Nope. Other than the blood in the water, nothing. 100% consumed. Three bites. Waste not, want not, I guess. 20 foot shark. Because it was longer than some of the boats out there. That's how they measured it. How big is, I got to figure out how big a great white is on average. (laughs) Do it. Like, how big is a great white, like a 20 footer of big ass shark? I mean, I know it's a big ass shark, but. So how long is a great white shark on average? 15 to 16 feet long. How long is a school bus? Oh, way longer. Yeah, 35 feet. That wasn't a good comparison. Anyway, so it was bigger than the average shark. So the news of Shirley's shocking demise was delivered in a detached manner as if discussing a mundane event. The family had recently moved to Port Lincoln due to her husband's allergies, which led them away from their farm home in Karku. The loss was a devastating blow, leaving Larry Durden, Shirley's husband, overwhelmed with grief. All he could say to his children was, she's gone. She's gone. Now, Oliver, before we end the episode, now you already left me for ghosts in Italy, but I want to teach you how you can fight off a shark. And I'm not me. afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of ghosts. Okay, well, there's a... I looked it up on WikiHow, and there's only three things you got to do to save three methods. Super good source for information. I know. So the first method. Did it have the green steps? Yeah. Yeah. So the first method. Well, it separated out three steps, but three methods. So the first method, play defense. Quote, to be able to defend against a shark, you must know where it is. So make every effort to watch the animal, even as you are working out your escape. End quote. Like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, you got to stay calm. You can't make any like, sudden movements. Like a mountain lion. you got to yeah. look at a mountain lion because it won't attack you. They said in the article that you have to make sure to stay, that you don't stay. They said, don't stand between the shark and the ocean. Like what? That's super helpful. How? You're already in the ocean. The whole ocean is the ocean. Yeah, but don't be. stand in- between the ocean and the shark. You don't do it, though. You better not. Oh, I don't. You better don't. Okay. Well, you got to figure it out. Sure, the one who has to. Save me. The other well, option under play defense. Can I stand between you and the shark? If I'm between you and the shark, I'm not yeah. between the shark and the ocean. Yeah, technically, right? And so then, then you're I'll good. Swim away. Yeah, I'll dump. We'll win on a there. on a technicality. I think yeah. sharks are okay with that. Okay. Yeah, you got to let it know though. You just got to tell it. Like we like, don't hey, want to be playing with rules that not everyone has access to. So you got to tell I the shark mean, that's what's going on. Sharks. I think they understand English. And uh, yeah, legally. they do. That's why you got to tell them. Um, the next way, get into a defensive position and descend to find cover. You drown. They were like, hide in the reef. I'm like, where just are go we under. going? Yeah, they said, just swim down. Hide on the bottom of the ocean floor, boo-boo. How long do you think you can hold your breath in that scenario? Eight seconds. I'm done. <laughs> my asthma panic? kicks in. My Yeah, my asthma kicks in. I choke down salt water, and then I give up. I feel like yeah, I this... Know. 
get into a defensive position and descend for cover. Like I'm going up for air, getting a breath, uh, yeah. swimming down to the reef, and then I'm getting in like the fighting Irish. That's like fucking... <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. This next one was just my favorite. Just for that shark to come for yeah. me. <laughs> just oh, to toy, to toy. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame. Let's go. The next one was get back to back with another swimmer and do 360 defense tornado. Like how you kick when you fight your siblings when you're little. You got to be back to back. But I, I guess it said they attack in shallow water more normal, right? Yeah. So okay, as I long as we're gonna, not think about it too hard in thirty feet of water. How am I going to get back to back and fucking hold your breath? We got to do it on the bottom of the ocean. You're already dying of asthma. This is already. This is all still under play defense. You're leaving me because you're going to die immediately. Well, then you got to use my corpse. Is a backpack. Or dinner. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm already dead, you can you can throw yeah. me at the sharks. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Next method. Play offense and just simply fight the shark. They recommend going for the face and gills. And they I also recommend punch their nose. No, no, right? no, 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 no. That's, That's not what they recommended. Myth? Oh, sorry. They recommended just using a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, I swim with a gun. This is we live in Utah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then <laughs> I, I bring yep. my concealed carry with me when I go swimming. Yeah. It was like go for the face and gills. Guns are effective. Also, keep fighting. If the shark persists, you got to persist harder. You got to win them with heart. Just yeah, it's like you, you know, heart of the cards. Outplay the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's, whoever, it's whoever wants it more. Yeah, fourth um, quarter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the, the times, fourth quarter. Oh my god, left side, strong side. Uh, oh. The last one was just escape. Just get out of the water and go to the hospital, boo-boo. That was method three. Oh. I'm a pretty good swimmer, but I might give a shark the edge. Yeah, I think uh, when you're playing in the house... I do have false confidence, but I yeah. think a shark... No, when you're playing in the house of a shark, shark always wins. I could fight a shark at an Albertsons, maybe. So are sharks like casinos? Yes. Like house yeah. always wins? House always wins when you're fighting Fuck. a shark in the ocean. Don't gamble. Unless it's a baby shark. I was saying the way wrong. Do, do, I do, don't know it. Wrong. I think yours was right. I think my. I think I'm going to trust your musical. I was singing like do, 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 do. I think that's like the cardigans or something. <laughs> I have no idea. But that's it. I got to find got. that song. That's that's those are sharks. So hopefully they find Cameron Robbins, and it's not a case where he's fully eaten and the family has something to uh, bring. What if it's the same shark? How long do sharks live? This guy's just migrated down to wherever the Bermuda or Bahamas, pretty mama, wherever he is. Twenty to thirty years. And this, but if it's twenty foot shark, well, the nineteen eighty five Shirley attack. So it could be alive if it's like one. Of, it's, it was already a freaking nature shark, dude. Maybe. So I know you're making not making fun of me, but you touched on my viral video mm-hmm. expertise. Yeah. Did you see that video? I'm sure it's not even viral anymore because by the time I saw it, everyone yeah, like, saw it. By like, the time it does it like rounds my, to Instagram, my grandma it, saw it yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Uh huh. There's you something it up about on the AOL news page. <laughs> yeah, I use Instant Messenger. I do remember. Okay, so the Zoom did not end. 
we are not splicing together two different recordings. Let's just Correct. continue this seamless conversation as if nothing Correct. happened. Because yeah. my grandma was on Facebook. She sent me this video of like a whale that is like targeting boats. The orcas? And, like, attack- yeah. Like it's the a pissed orcas. off. And, like Ronnie traumatized this orca and it's attacking boats now. I love to see it. I love it when like nature fights back. Um, when you hear about, like, when you see, have you seen that? Like, you know, you see like those videos where like a little kid tries to kick a chicken and then it jumps up and like cause and attacks its face. That's yeah. street justice. And I, I love to see kids it. getting hurt all day. It's like, we have been doing so much bullshit just as being shitty humans. And if the orcas start taking us out, I love to see it because I know when I'm wrong and my existence is so wrong that it's time for the orcas to come take me out. But this orca makes me feel like I was lied to. Why? Because I, I watched the Tillamook show and I was like, that was a pissed off orca. But then I watched that other orca show about like, I think his name was Luna. They named it Luna. And it was like up in some bay in Canada. And it was just like friends with all the fishermen. It got separated from its pod. Mm. And because they're so social, it was like, hey. I'll be your guys' friends, and it would swim up next to boats, and they would, like, scratch its tongue. They're, like, putting their hand in a wild orca's mouth That's and, actually, like, chilling with it. It's sad and sweet. I hope the orca turns and kills them all. I think there was a lot of legal things happening at the time, but it found its pod. It was a happy ending. I'm going to pretend. Oh, good. Because I only like to watch happy endings. Um, that's why I don't ever watch shows with animals in them, as you know. Um, yeah. it's pretty obnoxious. It infringes on you watching John Wick over and over and over and over and over and but over. There's and over three and over other John Wicks that we could watch. You watch all of them. I don't I'm, watch number one. You're probably watching them all right now. You probably no. have already watched them. I guarantee you've watched a John Wick within the last seven days because I know because you've watched all of the John Wicks in the last because, seven days. Because number four just came out, so we had to rewatch the whole series because it's a perfect series. There's not there's no bad things except for the dog dying. Great the best. No. Just the best. Fast and Furious is the best series. Uh, John Wick takes it. No. I think mm-hmm. it's okay that you think that. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, and uh, lately I'm saying the best horror series is Evil Dead. Not a bad installation. Did we watch the last Evil Dead together? Yes. You were there. It was awesome. You know, the uh, one together, before that. I was there. <laughs> yeah, the one before that, this recent one did not scare me. But the one before that terrified me. The like, one with rain and blood? I don't know. The one it with literally the, rain the one blood. in the cabin with the girl. Yeah. like and Yeah. That She's one, going through heroin withdrawals. Yeah, that one got me. That one, and then like the new Blair Witch scared me. Bad. The new Blair Witch. Yeah, the new they made Blair Witch again, and then um, they actually show the Blair Witch in it. The Blair Witch new movie. It's not like super new. Oh wait, they're actually making a new one in April 2022. Cool. I don't know. It wasn't super popular, but for some reason it really scared me because it took place in the woods. And like the woods. The original Blair Witch is the scary. It was so fucking scary when it came out because it was like the first found footage horror film, really. So no one knew if it was real or not. And I was like 10. Why were my parents letting me watch this? I don't know. 
but it was so scary. Um, speaking of horror movies, do you think Jaws earns a... Oh, I'm so dumb. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think Jaws earns a place with like the top tier monsters? And you literally have the Universal Monster paintings and Jaws. So I just answered yes. my own question. Never mind. But I don't know if it counts as a Universal Monster. Not it's a, a Universal great monster, monster. But I think if it if you're like pulling out of the horror genre, like iconic Myers, horror villain or yes entity but jaws is still not even a villain you know what i mean like i mean he's a bad guy he's a shark he's just doing what sharks do is he he's kind of being a dick no they started it we started it we started we brought a knife to a fucking rake fight brought a bat to rake to a shark fight (laughs) yeah we brought a rake to a shark fight and we're losing and that doesn't make them the villain they have 3,000 teeth. I mean, you're going to have to have a lot of prongs on your rake. About 3,000. Yeah. If I want to go rake for rake, tooth for tooth, 100%. That's the only way you're going to win with a rake. No, or if I have a gun, WikiHouse said. Yeah, your little derringer. Your little two-shot <laughs> derringer. <laughs> you better uh, fire true. Um. <laughs> Yeah, man. Sharks. So what if you had to be eaten by an apex predator, not counting Randy Orton, who would you pick? Oh, uh, initial thought is crocodiles just because I think crocodiles are metal as fuck, but it would That's be so worst. miserable. Yeah. But then again, you think of like, like Sahara cats and like, hyenas and lions and shit and they just bite your asshole apart and eat you while you're alive but like cats and like lions and stuff go for like the jugular because they don't want their prey to fight so like even like a cougar a mountain lion in our area goes for the throat first i feel like a crocodile is the worst one yeah crocodile drags you down into the water and goes into like a death death roll yeah if they don't have like your head or an artery, you're certain. I agree. It's a, I was the wrong answer, but that's just, I think. Okay. I, I answered that because it's the scariest one. Yeah. That, that would be really scary. But like, um, whatever is just going to break my neck and then pull my lifeless body up a tree and then. Like a predator? Yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah. I'd want to go out with predator too. Like, I, that would be the one I'd want to get taken out because he just does it so fast. There's no flare. That's a man with a plan. He writes his grocery list in advance. There's no funny business. He gets in and he gets out. Would you rather be eaten by a shark or like a pot of orca? I think a shark. I feel like a shark would be faster. Yeah. um, Because I feel like orcas have the social intelligence to kind of fuck with you a little first. And I don't want to be picked on before I die. Dude. I don't need to be bullied. Orcas might be like a little bit sociopaths. Yeah. And I'm okay with it because they're sick of our bullshit and I need to be called out now and then so that I'm held accountable. What, which dog do you think would be more likely to defend us in an attack? Bear. Any bear. Yeah. Bear. He defends you. If I give you a hug. So Mm -hmm. no matter what, is it, he's going to just bark. He's not going to actually do anything. He bought, he has bitten human beings. 
for painting their fingernails. Yeah, but I think Bear is afraid of a bear. I don't know. We got to take him to the zoo and find out. We got to just unleash him. Let's just go camping. We'll go up to bear country. I'm not desperate enough to camp. I don't know. It's science. You got to really put these theories to the test. Mm. We believe in science in this house. If Michael Phelps can swim against a computer generated shark, bear can fight a bear in my head and win. Michael Phelps swam against a computer-generated shark. Yeah. You want to know how I know you don't listen to podcasts? Because we talked about that on the last episode. Yeah, I remember now. Oh, my God. Okay, let's wrap <laughs> it up. Thank you so much, Oliver, for stepping in for Noelle. We desperately miss her, and we hope that she and Typhoid Taylor have a safe trip. Um, I'm not going to be as seamless as she is and as eloquent with the closing off, but um, she is at Noel Fane. I am at Sith Lord. You can find go to hell podcast on any social media stuff. Remember to check out our merch. All of it gets donated. We don't keep any of that money. Feel free to check out Kelly Halloran. who makes a lot of cool art. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, who do you want to hail today? I mean, I'm team Noel. I hail Satan. Okay, I'm going to say hail Team Jaws. Say praise Jesus. Hail Team Jaws and hail the orcas that are fucking giving us the business. Actually, I'm going with hail Odorous. Odorous, your youngest. Rest in peace. Hail yeah, Odorous. Is that, is Necrogoblicon this week? Yeah. No, it isn't. No, it's on the 10th. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Oliver. Uh, Bye. Bye.